To understand the role of the once great city-state of Sodom, you must visualize where it is in relation to the rest of the history of the Semitic people in whose land it lies. Though the recent discovery of Sodom seemed to come out of nowhere, it has been in the same place for thousands of years. It must take its proper place on both maps and timelines of Bible events. It often surprises those who love the Bible when they learn that most of that book's events took place in a footprint smaller than the state of New Jersey. Accepting the sojourns of biblical people in Egypt and captivity in Babylon, and, of course, the travels of the apostles after the time of Jesus, practically everything biblical happened in an 8,000-square-mile skinny rectangle that transects the so-called Fertile Crescent, which stretches from the Arabian Gulf to the borders of the Nile River in Egypt. Once a year, Albuquerque, New Mexico-based Trinity Southwest University conducts an archaeological study tour of the Holy Land, crossing back and forth over the fortified but nonetheless amicable borders between Jordan and Israel to see the most significant sites. The grand prize of the tour is a look at Tal el-Hammam, biblical Sodom, over the last days of the tour, of course. But all of Holy Land history, all of the Holy Land itself, is as knitted together as the souls of David and Jonathan. And the lifeblood of the Hebrew people's history is the river in its heart, and the logic of its story follows the great Jordan River south to the Dead Sea. To understand biblical history, you must follow the Jordan, whose very name means descent, as it makes its way through the geography of biblical history. The narrow rectangle of the Holy Land is split, quite literally, right down the middle by the profound valley of the Jordan River. Unlike the upside-down Nile, the Jordan runs north to south through an area called the Great Rift. This long, deep fissure, formed in antiquity by the shifting of adjacent tectonic plates, stretches from Turkey all the way to the Serengeti Plain in Africa. Its once sub-oceanic past is revealed by its mountaintops, which are here and there crusted with fossils that even today crunch underfoot. In the Holy Land, this rift's northern border is defined by the Lebanon Mountains and the iconic Mount Hermon, the gray-haired mountain whose summit marks the border of modern Israel. Its fifty-foot drifts of snow have inspired psalms, such as the one that compares fellowship to the dews of Mount Hermon. The same snow provides one source of the Jordan River's headwaters, and is perhaps the site of the transfiguration of Jesus, where he communed with Moses and Elijah. Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 5. How did the apostles know the identity of those two long-dead men when they saw them with Jesus, a guide asks, and then allows guesses until the right answers appear. Moses, by the great light coming from his face, Exodus chapter 34, verse 35, and Elijah by his bald head and excessively hairy body, 2 Kings chapter 1, verse 8. Northern Israel is a thin, vulnerable place, a bruised and bloodied fist that jabs toward its menacing neighbors. Even if there weren't fortified fences, anyone could see the borders of Israel, Just as Egypt is the gift of the Nile, Israel is the gift of drip irrigation. Just across Israel's barbed wire borders, where the green ends and the brown begins, 
lies both Lebanon and Syria, and the reasons for bomb shelters in every kibbutz. The signs on the roadside tell you not to walk past the shoulder because there are minefields there. Visitors try to digest the reality of still active landmines in a civilized country. They ponder the irony of mosques in Israel and the contradiction of its population of 12% of Muslims, whose Quran-reading children take part in the Israeli army's compulsory service for all its young citizens. This is the place millions have dreamed of visiting since they heard the Bible stories of childhood. Proportionately, more come here from non-English-speaking countries than not. The popular tourist sites are a Babel, or perhaps a Pentecost, of groups huddled in semicircles as they listen to discourses in their native tongues by horse and earnest tour guides with waving arms.